Okay, we're recording. Oh, are we really? Yeah. I'll never stop being skeptical. Don't talk about the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, you are quite skeptical. I am a very skeptical man. You are. Which will become relevant as, <laughs> as the episode progresses. Oh, a little tease. Yeah, oh, a little tease. I am, I am known to be a tease. How are you? Yeah, I'm How good, are you? you? Good. I'm good. I've finally accepted to go to another show of these shows that you keep pushing on me. The ones at the... Um, at the beer bank? At the beer bank. Which well, I, this I went one, there there'll be one. people. There'll be an really? audience, I hope. Because the first one... Isn't it t- terrible? I'm not criticising anyone. I'm not criticising anyone. Uh, especially because right now I'm not nowhere near famous enough to be held accountable for the lack of audience. Because yeah. no one's coming to see me. Yeah. No one's ever coming to see like it's happened. Like it happens. Maybe I, I get like maybe two people per show these days that come to see me. Yeah. That are like, oh my god, we love you. We're so good. And I'm like, I wish you told me that you're coming, so I know what jokes you already know, and I can do others and so oh, on. No, but you, you can't think like that. No, I can't. But right now, especially I can like especially. I mean. I mean, once you have your first album out, fine. You know, like do the whole. If it's in an album, then I'm not gonna. But put yeah, it on a show but I feel a bit self-conscious if people come to see me and they see they hear the exact same spiel you know just a, a, a joke that they haven't heard like a four minute thing just a four minute thing to make it like well that's, that's why I'm trying I try to do a little bit like talking with the audience because that's always like a like a little thing that's you know specifically for that show because you're good at it I need I really need to work on my crowd work yeah yesterday I tried I mean I the thing the thing right now for me is that I just listened to a podcast called Good One, um, and I listened to the Kyle Kinane episode, who said he recorded his first album when he had been doing comedy for nine years, nine to ten years, which coincidentally is about how about how long I've been doing it. Right. Uh, and you know, Kyle Kinane is one of those people that once it's in a in any way recorded, that's not a joke you're going to see in one of his shows. Yeah, you're burning it away, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I get it. Like, Pat and Oswald said it best. You know, like, it's kind of like, uh, it, you, you're kind of, like, if they like you, they probably already heard that joke. Yes. Especially, like, comedians like Kyle Kinane and Pat and Oswald who have an actual following. Um, but, like, right now, I don't, I don't, and also, I, like, even when people come see me because of me, which does not happen that often, uh, like, I know my my best material is the material that I've been honing for the past... Decade. Yeah, nine years. So, like, and there's new stuff in the middle. Like, you... So, I don't feel that... You're mixing and matching the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I I know I shouldn't expect, like, that much of myself. But I do, like... When I go to a show, and the show is cancelled for some reason, Mm -hmm. mostly because there's no people, um, I still don't feel self-conscious, and I don't feel, like... I'm, I'm at that moment where I can still n- not feel self-conscious. And I was talking to this, uh, talking to um, to El Chaparro and to um, Hugo El Cojo Feliz about yeah. like, I don't know, like a month ago or something. I think it was him or it was a burra. I don't know. That they told me uh, when I mentioned that I got booked for a show uh, on Mother's Day and I knew no one, no one would come, but it's Waco and you want to be there and you want the poster to be up, you know, whatever. And nobody showed up. And... They were like, it's fine. When you're starting, that's okay, because they're not calling you for you to bring an audience. 
eventually people will be calling you expecting that you'll you'll have some following yeah. that will fill the seats and then you should stop although well, what at this point I'm surprised they're not doing bringer shows well they're doing them on Wednesdays kind of they they're, have the comedia emergente which they is do but it's not it's not this thing where like you need to bring in some other people not to go go on like that's a they big, expect that's a cheap isn't it I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, how many comedy clubs in, in New York run in that business model? Yes, but that business model is the bubble that we've many a times. But in a way, I mean, I, I get, I mean, that's the thing. Like, also, it it's a way to get both an audience and to get comedians. I mean, to get comedians to not just be like, well, if I'm not, if I don't bring people, it's fine. I mean, you're not bringing fans. That's that's obvious. You're bringing like three friends who who's who's covered your pain and who are going to complain about the price of the beer for the the next week. Um, See, that's my problem. I don't have that many friends. Neither so, do like, I. when I started... Neither do I. And, like, when it, like, and for example, I had the option for a bringer show in New York, but I had to bring six people, and I knew two, like my sister and right. her husband. And, and they, of course, they had friends. My sister's quite social, but, like, Some of them just weren't interested in stand-up. Others, they just didn't want it. They weren't available that day, whatever. So it was basically like... Like, it, it could have happened. But also, it was like, winter in New York. It's cold. And I did not want to go to this venue and, like, find out that I wasn't on stage because I got five people instead of sex. Right. So, anyway. Um, welcome to Mexicans. This is Mexicans. Yeah, because we're Mexican. And we just can't. And we just... Can't, we've can't. tried. We've tried. Um, speaking of trying, I, I I need to lend you uh, Josh Gondelman's book. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, nice try. Stories of best intentions with mixed results. I don't know who was it the other day that told me. Was it you that somebody told you or something? No. Was it? I don't know. That said, we as comedians, the only thing we do is try. No, that was not me. It was someone very wise. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Definitely not me. It was me outside. Then. I think it was outside. I, I think it was outside. An open was it at the, at the Thursday thing with the Liga de Colectivos mm, thing? Yes, it could have been. I don't know. But it was. It might have been a, very, a Chaparro. It, it might have been a, a Chaparro again. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I think it could have been like uh, when I was telling people about how, like, sometimes you just have everything you, you know the joke and you know where the punchlines are and you know how it works and it normally works and then when I was at Liga de Comectivos it didn't work for me um, for the first minute and I was a bit befuddled because I mean it hadn't happened to me in like a year I hadn't had a minute of no laughs in like a year and I was like what, what happened like maybe I and then My sister, who saw the broadcast, she said you were very nervous. Maybe you couldn't you couldn't tell yourself. Yeah, you said the wrong. The, you the, were tripping. You said the wrong venue at the beginning, which obviously tripped you off. Yes, it was. It was I mean, it, it was, wasn't. It, it isn't such a gaff as it's sounding. It is the same. Technically, it's the same place, the same address. It's just there's two different venues at the same address. So he said the other one. Anywho, the point is, yeah, like all we do is try. That's exactly. basically what's. It's literally all we do is try. It doesn't matter how good you get. Because a cello player, like a cellist, who already knows the notes and already knows the, the finger movements and everything, they're not trying anymore. They're yeah. just doing it. You go to a cello player that's been playing the cello for 20 years and you tell them, yeah, I want you to play Bach's Rondello, Opus 47, whatever. And she just goes and does it. She's not trying to do it. Yeah. She's, she does it. 
And with every other art, you're doing it. But with comedy, it's the one art. And the, I don't know who it was, but it was someone very wise. It might have been Bura, someone really, really... I, co- I, I, I kind of disagree because I think that... It, I mean, of course, there are uh, conditions you can't control. But in the end, like, there are jokes I know that I that, that at, at one point I have to admit, well, I did the joke right, you guys. You weren't just here. You just weren't here for the ride. And... Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. kind of on you. <laughs> Maybe it's on them, but because they weren't there for the ride, then the joke didn't work. Maybe it wasn't your fault that it didn't work, but there's yeah. still this element of random. This yeah. thing, like if I took, if I said, "What's my most effective joke?" The, the joke that every time I tell it, there's a just like an explosion, like white baby. Mm-hmm. My white baby joke is like it, it's very close to bulletproof, mm. and yet I know. One in a hundred times, yeah, it just won't land. But that's, but I mean, I mean sometimes. But I, but I do think sometimes it is. It is. I mean, it's people. I did the joke the way it's supposed to be. You're, you should be laughing. You're, you're, right now. you're either you either don't like me right now, which you know, like what a terrible thing to do. Not like me. I'm quite nice. Uh, wow, self-esteem. Where, where, has that, where has that been the rest there of There has life? never been that much self-esteem in my living room. Ever. Never. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I say this because, <laughs> because I've, like, sometimes my homophobic jokes, they won't land because the audience is not there. Oh, he's getting political. Exactly. Oh, and, and, you know, I'm like, and, I'm, and, you know, at some point I have to be like, well, these aren't good jokes, people. Like, if this is rubbing you the wrong way, that's kind of on you. I need to develop that kind of thick skin. Of, the joke was fine. No. The joke was fine. But yeah, no. It takes a while. So anyway, let me introduce my co-host. No, he's not stalking you. He's following you around because judging your life choices is his hobby. (laughs) It's Luis Augusto. I do enjoy judging people's life choices in silence, politely and in silence, in several languages. And in this scenario, you're just following like one person who you found particularly appalling. And you've, you know, maybe it's a neighbor and you just... I do do that. Yesterday. By the way, your neighbor is like full Halloween right now. I know. I really enjoy that. They do the whole whole thing. I did not know this because I moved in January. Yeah. So I didn't know that they they go the whole... They go all out. And they're like the most fun people and my social anxiety just won't let me approach them and go, hey, we're fun. Like we could be... But but no. It's meant to be. The other Saturday I was returning from a show and I was returning relatively early-ish for for a show show night. So it was about 11.30. And these guys were having the most amazing beer pong video game party. Mm. And that was like, I've never been this cool. I'm here for this. I know, but I've never been this cool in my life. (laughs) And they were just doing it, windows open, just having like, one of them was smoking a cigar and holding a beer and playing beer pong. And it was just so much fun. And meanwhile, they were like, okay, beer pong's ready. Let's go play Call of Duty. And now let's go back. And it, it seemed like such a, such a fun thing to do. And I just passed by because my, like to get to my flat, you need to go like right in front of their windows. You pass right in front of their windows. So I, I just looks like in the, this forlorn way, like just... <laughs> Another tease. Yes. <laughs> I long to be part of your world. You know, I had this whole little yeah. mermaid. And then I just went into my flat and threw in some, I don't know, like some, yeah, some American gods. In the like, in the neighbor chat, like last Friday, someone like texted at 9 p.m. Like, would you keep people, keep you the sound down? Some people are trying to sleep. Some of us have children. Exactly. Don't no, you hate some that? people try to, are trying to sleep. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if it's like, A, it's 9 p.m. Like. And two, and two, 
It's the weekend, so basically they can do noise. They can make noise until two a.m. So suck on that, neighbor. So anyway, yeah. it's your turn. let me introduce my co-host Martin Leon. He is the Jehovah's Witness of comedy. He's well groomed, polite, and you'll regret giving him the chance to speak his mind. So don't. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. I was also trying to like come up with a Mormon joke for you. I, I thought about that as we were talking about uh, the Book of Mormon yeah. before. Yeah. Well. There you go. Anywho, uh, so today's Mexican stereotype is Mexican politeness. Mexican politeness. Are you a polite Mexican, Martin? I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm deferential to a fault. I, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. And that sometimes does not go well for me. Why? Because, you know, people are like, oh, do you want to help with this? And my brain goes, no, but my mouth goes, yes. Oh, well, that's not a problem I have. <laughs> my brain goes, no, and then my brain goes, you shouldn't have said no that firmly. You should be more polite. Mm. Mexican politeness. But, okay, so, yeah. do you, like, this is the thing, because we kind of talked about this last episode. Um, do you feel Mexicans are un... Like, I don't know what's the word. Uh, polite to a fault. That's the yes. word, yes. Yes, I think that... Mexicans in general, maybe I'm just talking about Mexico City, which yeah. is where I've grown. I know that they're kind of different in the north. Uh, in the south, they're more or less the same. Um, but yeah, I think Mex people from Mexico City are too polite. It, they take it to a level that I just, I feel sometimes it works against them. Like, yeah. I get politeness, but the idea that, for example, let me just like literally translate into English something that one might say very commonly at a restaurant or a cafeteria or a coffee shop. Like if you're at a coffee shop and the waitress is walking by and she forgot to give you something. Like yeah. this is something that you needed. Let's say there was no cutlery or something. Like let's imagine you sit down and you order your things and there's no cutlery at your place. You wouldn't firmly, politely but firmly say, excuse me, I don't have any cutlery, which is what how I would say it in Spanish. Yeah. Excuse me, I don't have any cutlery. That is considered rude because you're not adorning it with all these pleases and thank yous. So the way someone might just say it is, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah. But could I please annoy you by having you bring me? A little spoon and a little fork, because you, you even have to minimize it. And you would say that. You would actually, honest to God, say that. Excuse well, you wouldn't me. say a little spoon, because a little spoon is way different from an actual spoon that you need. But. Okay, <laughs> but if you say, for example, a fork, you would say yeah. a little fork instead of a fork, because it's like making it small, like, I'm so sorry to, like, to, to make myself present to you yeah. and to interrupt whatever it is that you're doing. When, in fact, the country should have been in my bloody place in the first time. Like, it's just... I, I think it's too much and, and it's too much to the point where people will often let themselves be played for suckers and let themselves be scammed outright. That's gonna say, like, I don't, I, for example, for me in rest, in a restaurant thing, like, when it's a service thing, you're like, I need this, you know, like, uh, I would say, you know, usually do say, like, <coughs> perdón, which is a way of saying, like, you know, like, grabbing someone's attention, like, sorry, like, hey. It's like a, hey, you know, like, you say, uh, but like, I'll be like, you know, I need this, but, um, but when it, it, it I think that the, the polite, the politeness, uh, works against me. Um, 
in other situations. <coughs> exactly. In situations where you might even get scammed, you know? Like, because now you have, like, these people who sell, like, knockoff perfumes, like, in the street, and they'll stop you. And I think they're kind of, like, they know and they are told that, you know, like, if you... If you say hi to people and you compliment they them, they will stop. They're and they're gonna feel like, oh my god, he said something nice about my appearance, and now I need to like you. Like for a lot of us, it is really hard. It's easier for me because there's so many of them. It it I kind of it kind of helped me to <laughs> move out of that habit. But um, but it was this thing where like you know it, they'll, they'll come. It's like, hey, you know, like can I can I can I can I steal a, a moment from you, right? And you're like, and you're kind of like. Well, you know, fine. What do you need? It's like, I have these perfumes. And they start telling you, like, well, they're great for a gift, blah, 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 blah. And they won't let you go. And they know that it that it's kind of one of the seven, like, the eighth... Uh, Capital sin. In Mexico, it's yeah. saying no. Like, no, no. You always have to, like, come up with an excuse. You exactly. always have to... Like, for example, for me, being able to say no to an event... Uh, especially when I started doing stand-up and I couldn't go to certain events and in some cases like, yay, an excuse. Uh, it's still, I would be like, I would love to go, but I have a show. Uh, or it sounds amazing. Like I have a show, but let me see if I can like, like see you after my show. Um, and you know, at one point being able to see someone like, no, I'm not going to your thing. It was like, how could you? I mean, it was liberating for me. A couple of people were like, you don't have to be so direct. I'm like, well, I can't. And I'm not going to tell you I'm going to try and make it later because I'm not going to try and make it later. <laughs> now, here in Mexico, people will prefer the white light. Like, uh-huh. it's, it, we are polite to the point where a white light is what is expected. Yeah. And I have no problem with a white light per se. Like, if someone says, oh, can you come to my birthday thing or something or other, I will, instead of yeah. saying, I don't feel like being with you on your birthday, <laughs> which would be the truth. Would be the truth. I will say something like, oh, sorry, I've got a show out of town. Mm. Or I will, uh, it's my mother's birthday as well. Whatever it is. I will make something up and I am very remorseless. I will not feel bad about it at all. Because I'm like, why would you make someone feel bad? Especially if it's something they care about. It's fine. But like that thing with with, with, with the, the people who will accost you on the street and they will try to sell you something. Last time I stopped to help someone on the street, I was mugged. What what what? Two weeks. What help did they need? Was what was like? Was it a scam? No, it was a mugging. Yeah, but like, was the person that needed help pretending to need help? Yes. In order to, okay. Exactly. I was walking with my boyfriend down the street. It was like five blocks away, <clears throat> and it was the first time I got mugged in this country. Okay. The, the I've been mugged three times: once in Spain, once in Australia, and once in Mexico. So still, the first world is winning <laughs> in my in my scoreboard. But the thing is. Um, we were walking down the street after lunch and I wanted to buy something from a, from a shop right across the street. So we left the restaurant and trust me, we were not dressed ostentatiously at all. But this guy comes up to us mm. and he says, excuse me, do you know the way to someplace or other? And I did what I always do because of paranoia and maybe because I'm very poorly bred. You punched him. No, I just <laughs> kept walking. Yeah. My strategy is you do not stop for people who need help. If someone stops you, because they need help and there is no actual real evidence such as I am lying on the floor in a pool of blood or something that actually seems to be an emergency and there's other people around and, you know, all these 
little signs that I keep in my brain that this is legit, this is not legit. Yeah. I just keep walking. I go, sorry, no. And I just say, sorry, no. And I just keep walking. But you even say sorry. Huh? Perdón. Do you say perdón? <laughs> I'll say, yeah. I'll say, so- sorry, no. Okay. Because maybe they actually do need help. So I will say, sorry, no. So mm-hmm. I'm not a monster. I'm not an asshole. Mm-hmm. I will not say, no. But... Except for people who are selling something. To them, I will say a very stern no. Because otherwise, they will just keep trying. Yes. So for, for people... Even after the no, but they'll this keep guy, trying. Yeah, this guy stopped us and my boyfriend stopped. Okay. And he, he goes, oh yeah, you have to go this way and that way. And he basically pulled us in and he said, this is how it's going to go. We lost our mobile phones. He didn't take the wallets, which I was very, very grateful for. A I lot think. of cards to cancel. And you you have to get your INE back. Which the, is... the, the, the horrible thing is getting the driver's license and the INE. Driver's licenses are super easy the cards and getting them again. Yeah, but it's still like a day. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's sure. a day of your, yeah, of it's your a, life. Yeah, no, it's better. So, it's better. No, you, and, and, I mean... There was no violence. There were no weapons I'm going to do a cool second thing that I hate that because, it, because I do... I do hate that people pretend to be need help, and that makes pe- a lot of people that would help stop helping. Yeah. So, cool the sack, come back. Uh, but, I mean, for me, um, for me, what happens? Because, uh, yeah, you have all these things, but there, but sometimes, like, you'll be, like, friends of friends will, like, ask for a favor, you know? Like, um, That's different, I think. I mean, for me, what happens is that I know that I tend to be a person that, again, I'm a people pleaser. I don't know if that... It's out of politeness <coughs> or out of a desperate desire to be liked. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a combination of both. Why not Take both? one of each. I like, I, I just saw the new season of Disenchantment and one of my fir- favorite uh, phrases from it was, uh, two things can be true. Uh, because, uh, watch it, it's good. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I like that phrase because, you know, I, I, a lot of, I feel that a lot of people nowadays are like, either this is true or this is true. And it's like, well, both... Things can be true. Even things that are, that are like, you know, like you can be going to the gym both for vanity and health reasons. Yes. You know, you don't, you know, you, 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 they're want not mutually things. exclusive. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, so like for me, what happens sometimes like, like a friend of a friend will like put in a, in a chat, like, I need help this Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I can help you on Saturday. Because I'm assuming that other friends will help. And then I'm like the only person who's helping on Saturday. And I go, and I'd rather not be there, and I, and I don't actually like this person that much. And this person starts, like, at first it's just like, I need to move this thing, but then it's like, oh, well, I also need to do this thing, and blah, blah, And then this person starts complaining that nobody ever helps me, blah, 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 blah. And then at one point I'm like, I want to go, but I feel too bad about leaving. Uh, like, I, I, I will be the kind of person... I mean, this is the thing. Uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know when you're at a party and there's this one person at a party that's like uh, like a drowning man, you know? He's just trying to hold on to someone. Oh. But everyone's like... Avoiding, avoiding that like person. Like the plague, yes. Like the plague. They somehow always find me. Me too. But and, I, I will take... Like, I've made that into a game. One of my closest friends, Mena, who will be a guest on our show. Next time she's in town because she's one of our faithful listeners. Yay. She enjoys this very much. Um, we had a game which was like kind of a variation of hot potato, but with the uncomfortable drunk person. Okay. So we would pass him around the party. So we would go, the, the guy would come and he would start, like, ease his way into a conversation. And by easing, I mean he would bash his barge way into a conversation. In, barge yeah. into a conversation. So we would go, hey, I was just talking to my friend Mena, who's right across the room. 
She wanted to know this that you're telling me. She wanted to know she's right there. I'm going to go to the loo and you can go talk to her. And she would just look at me like, fuck you. And he would keep, and he would keep score on who got to keep the guy. I need a friend to do that with. It was so much fun. What what ends up happening is that at some point in the party, like, you know, like, everyone is, like, kind of, you know, like, just kind of, like, avoiding this person. Yes. And that person will come to me, (laughs) and I I will just, like, look around, like, please don't, please don't. Well, you're the tallest. And then... You're like a beacon. Yeah. A friendly. Yeah, that doesn't help. But then then they start talking to me. And unless they say something that's, like, totally rude or something, I'll be like, no, but, like... I mean, I could spend up to half an hour with this person. And people are just around me looking like, what are you doing? And I'm like, save me. Uh, That's the problem. That's, that, I think, is where I draw the line as we are too polite as a culture. We will actually sacrifice our own well-being, our own comfort, yeah. and sometimes even our safety. Because we live in a city with a lot of crime. If someone approaches you for help, chances are they don't need help. I know that you're like, oh, but the cynicism, it means people will not be helping each other. Not really. Because there are safe spaces where you might help someone. Let me give you an example. If someone comes up to me and asks for help when I'm hanging out outside Woko, surrounded by 15 comedians, I will listen. Yeah. And they'll go... Hey, can you help me find something, something? And very often it will turn into a conversation about them needing money. Yes. But I will feel safe because I'm surrounded by people. I will not, I am not alone on the street. Yeah. Like literally no one to scream to help. You know, it's just, I'm safe there. It's a safe space. So I will do that then. But if I'm walking and it's just me or just me and my, my partner and. Yeah, or just you and a friend. Just me and a friend and something. I, I will just yeah. not stop. And my parents told, like my mother, she was always, do not stop. And this is something that I think every parent should tell their child, especially their child and especially their teenage daughter. Daughter particularly, but daughter or son. Nobody needs your help. Like, especially when... I remember this one time. This was one of the creepiest things that happened to me. I was at a uh, pool club, Billet's. Uh, uh, salon, I guess that we, me and my, me and a couple of friends, we used to go there every Friday when I was in high school. So I must have been about seventeen. And uh, I went into the bathroom, and there was this guy in the bathroom, really creepy, really sweaty, really mm-hmm. just the, the the whole kind of wrong vibe about him. And he was like, "Excuse me, would you mind helping me help my mentally?" a handicapped brother go to the bathroom because I think he needs help and there's no one here to help me and so on. And back then I was like, this is a bit too creepy for me. I'm just going to go. But now I see it as an adult. This guy was 40 something and he was asking for the help of a 17 year old boy. There was no reason for that to happen. There was no reason at all why that guy, that 40 something needed the help of a teenager. Why was he asking for the help of a teenager? God knows, nothing happened. Thank goodness. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally get your point, and I agree. I expect the worst of people. Yeah, no. every single time. I don't. That's the thing. I don't want to expect the worst of people. Like, yeah, I like at certain places, I'll be like, "Don't stop, just keep on walking." Like, I live in a in a neighborhood right now that isn't the safest. Um, but but I don't know. It's Mexico. Mexico I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, 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 such yeah. thing as a safe neighborhood. 
I mean, there are safer neighborhoods. There are, there are safer neighborhoods. Definitely. But I mean, coming back to polite, is that I mean, what you said, I think it's the one, the one thing. It's like when you, I mean, of course, you're gonna forgo a certain amount of comfort you might for like a for like a friend or a partner or whatever for one for very specific reasons. But yeah, like in general, I think the politeness thing is less that, or although that is a, a way of weaponizing it. I guess like especially I, I get it with like call centers now like they'll try to guilt you into listening to them or they'll tell me like it's not polite for you to hang up on me and it's like I don't know you I don't care I take I you know I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna admit to something terrible that I you do you work at a call center I don't <laughs> something terrible is just I think although I I happen to believe that every human being is deserving of dignity and is deserving of of, of, of a humane treatment and whatever. Call center people, to my mind, I don't know how they became this way, maybe because, because they annoyed me to this point. I don't, I, I no longer consider them people. I no longer, I dehumanize them to the point where I get to take out all the rudeness that I want to take out on the world, I take it out on them. So if I have a minute, I will use it to be purpose, purposely rude. To them, like I will be like American version of rude, you know, like sir, step away from the counter, please. That kind of that kind of rude, I will be like, I do well, not yeah. appreciate this. I have no time for this. Oh, but I have no time for this. Why are you wasting my time? Have you not nothing better to do? And I'll be this vicious. And they don't. They are asshole. No, they clearly don't. And maybe I'll I mean, be- I mean, I try, I try, but but I mean, I try, I try, but yeah, also call center people. But also the thing is, they're dehumanized both by the co- by the people they call by the people they work for. I know it's funny. So I mean, do you know that scene in Good Omens with the flies and? Yes. Uh, call center people oh it's so satisfying yeah it's it's meant to be satisfying exactly. it's meant for you to enjoy the fact that and it is what's his name Hastur yes. has eaten her to the bone you know yes. it's like yes that's what you get for being what it, what's the telemarketer something telemarketer. awful should happen to them well that's yeah that's the line at the end of the book well not at the not the world end. anyway so that's the Mexican stereotype of the end. Mexican. Of, 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 of the end of today. Politeness. Mexican politeness. Now you know I'm a people pleaser. Uh, don't abuse that. Please. Because there are friends that have tried. No, and they will, they will take advantage of you. I don't want to sound like this person, but people will take advantage of the fact that Mexicans would rather sacrifice their own safety instead of being rude. And you're like, yeah. it's okay not to be... Polite. I mean, that's, the whole, that's not the whole thing with scams. I mean, I, for me, for me, what happened like not so long ago. No, yeah, yes, yes, a while ago. Now I think about it. Uh, a friend was moving out. My roommate was moving out, and he had a cat, and he did not want to take the cat. And I couldn't take the cat because I already had two cats, and I was moving to a smaller apartment. And he started guilting me, like you know, like at first he's like, "Do you want a cat?" I'm like, "No, I can't. No, no I can't." And I and I and I don't want it. And then he tried to like start guilting me a little yeah. for that and then and and thankfully he was the kind of friend where I could call him out on this shit you know like being like what you're doing right now is you're you're taking advantage of the fact that you know that you can guilt me into, into shit and yes. that is a shitty, shitty thing to do even when it's their fault I'm gonna tell one last story and then we move on to our topic yes um, it's two stories but it's one um, when I was living in Australia one hour later just be quiet <laughs> when I was living in Australia I went to this shop 
uh, to this restaurant. I went, sorry, uh, the shop was here. I went to a restaurant and I ordered, it was a Mexican restaurant, which was Tex-Mex kind of thing. Of course. And I ordered like a burrito platter or something. And they had, they had chicken and shrimp and I'm allergic to shrimp. Not violently, but I am allergic to shrimp. And I ordered chicken and I was very specific. Please, no shrimp. I'm allergic to shrimp. And the waitress was very nice and she was like, fine, yeah. She brought me the plate. I bit into my burrito and it was shrimp. So I started getting this rash around my oh, neck. No. I was in no trouble at all. I like, because, I, and I told her, I ordered the chicken, you brought me the shrimp, and now I'm getting a rash. And she was terrified. Prepared she was, to she, die. No, she was horrified. And I told her, I'm not going to die. I'm, it was me being the polite one. I was yeah. younger back then. And I was, it was me reassuring her, it's fine. I will be okay. I just need to take an antihistamine and it'll be fine. And, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die. And she was visibly horrified. Not only was the entire bill of my table, and this was like 10 people, not only was it paid for by the restaurant, she gave me uh, like a coupon for a free meal whenever I wanted to return to this place. Like they were. And that's bending. because you wouldn't take the blowjob, Lucy. No, 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 they were bending <laughs> over backwards because of their mistake. Okay. Because they're used to people being very assertive and being very, not being polite. She would have had. Like, she would have probably been fired if a customer had asked for the manager and said, like, this, this woman, I could have been, I could be dead, and I could have been. That's the thing. Nothing happened, and I was very Latin American about it. I was like, oh, it's nothing, it's fine. Me with my full-on lips, just like, it's fine, I'll be okay. Uh, like, a week and a half ago, or two weeks ago, I was at a Bed Bath & Beyond here in Mexico, and I was buying this thing, and the card terminal thing the, the reading thing it didn't work the woman <laughs> tried it once with one card once with another card once with another card mm -hmm. and she was telling me I'm sorry but your cards are, are blocked they're not working and I'm like okay fine I'm leaving I'm sorry and then I was leaving and then I get sorry I get the um, the notification in my phone that the, the charge has been and it was quite a, a lot of money it, I've been charged three times so apparently the woman had made a mistake I've been charged three times and then it was More than two hours. It was like two hours and 15 minutes of me standing at the shop waiting for them to fix it because I couldn't leave with the charge in my card. I needed yeah. a refund. And it took two hours and 15 minutes. And I was very, very cross. And I was like, you can't do this. Like, this is wrong. And they're like, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. But as I got more and more annoyed, they got more and more annoyed at me. Yeah. Like, I was being the unreasonable one. When I had things to do, I needed to go get my passport. I needed to go do a lot of things that could not wait. And they were just wasting my time. When it finally got fixed and the manager was brought in and they called the head branch of something or other, it was more than two hours. And get this, they do not gift wrap at this shop. They'll have a gift wrapping station so you do it yourself. I finished the thing. I finally had the, like, the, the, the transaction was... Like Finally, you were done. Of. I was done. I was very annoyed. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I do think I like I need to be compensated for this because this is this is wrong. I mean, I, I do think I, I need some compensation. And they were like, we have no compensation policy here. They didn't even gift wrap, gift wrap my thing. They told me just to go. It's an American company. No, <laughs> because it was an American company in Australia as well. 
American people will give you, will, will compensate you because they're used to people being like, you, you've wasted my time. And here in Mexico, because everyone's so polite, they're used to people just waiting two hours, waiting for two hours and going, oh, yeah, it's fine. These things happen. No, they don't. It's rubbish. And I hate it. And that's why I'm not polite. <laughs> I'm an asshole and I'm proud of it. More Mexicans should be assholes. Why well, you know. Leave. You are but what you eat. Not assholes in the... <laughs> <laughs> I was making a statement and you just no, 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 had no. to bring no, I, your, I, your low humor, <laughs> your low comedy into this very highbrow podcast. No, I, agree, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I've been trying to be more like you, especially with uh, businesses. And like, and and especially like it, like if it's a cashier that, that's, in, that's, you know, like, like call your managers. Like my managers is like, well, my manager's not here. We'll call him on his cell phone. Like, cause like a lot of per- times what they do is they leave someone with absolutely no power there because then like, if you complain at some point, you just go like, well, you know, you're going to get exhausted and just these leave. things happen yeah. and, and leave. These things happen. Like I, I, I managed to, to like get Uber to like, I had a thing with Uber ladies recently, um, uh, where I just, I, like, they owed me 500 pesos and I just complained and complained and complained and complained and complained and complained until finally I got my money back. But by the end, I'm pretty sure they, they, every time uh, they saw my name pop up um, in, a, in a message, they were like, fuck you. <laughs> we are tired of you, sir. We've had it. And I, I can't think of, like, the only place that I think takes politeness to this level is the Japanese. I've never been to Japan, but I, I am fortunate You've heard. To, no, I have Japanese friends. I have Japanese friends who have described it to me. Like, for example, a friend of mine was only telling me the other day that in Japan, if, if you're invited to a place, you have to bring a gift. This yes. is something we also do in Mexico. It's very rude. I think it's nice, you know. It's, it's a good thing to do. Like, unless it's, it's a, a very good friend. Thing. Unless it's a very good friend. Like, if you ask me to your place, unless you actually tell me, bring some chips, and I will not be offended by the fact that, oh, would you bring some chips or bring a bottle of wine or whatever? And I will be like, fine. But if you don't tell me that, I, it might even slip my mind because I consider you a very close friend. Exactly. But if, if you tell me, we're going to dinner to, the, to this friend of mine's house, I will bring, even if it's just like a couple of nice uh, baguettes, yeah. you know, like something to, for them to put on the table, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe something even I have in my fridge that's unopened, like a nice uh, packet of cold cuts. But you were talking about the Japanese. Uh, The Japanese, they'll bring a gift and it has to be rejected a minimum of three times. Yes. You bring a gift and they go, no, that is too nice. That is too much. And they will actually reject it. And then the person has to push and say, no, no, please take it. And they will go, no, it's too much. And then the person will go, no, no, please take it. No, it's too much. And then after that, they'll go, all right, thank you. But it has to be three times. You have to reject it three times, otherwise yeah. it's rude. And that's the only culture I can think it's like Mexico. Because okay, you miss it, but at least that there's a ritual to that that I enjoy. Oh, no, it's, it's very quaint and it's very beautiful. It's just that's a politeness where no one's safety is endangered. That's the thing with mugging, too. That when yeah. they're going to mug you, you have to say no three times. You have to say times. no three times. You have to be Before stabbed three times. You. And after they stab you for the third time, you go... Fine, um, you can keep my phone. Since and you've done speaking it of stabbing and the mo- the horrible things that could happen to people, today's, today's topic is ghosts. Why did you choose this topic, Martin Leon? Because I love ghosts. I love ghost stories. I love the idea of ghosts. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. 
I, I kind of do. I, I want to believe... I want to believe in ghosts, but also I feel the way that most ghosts are... I'm not... I'm not down with the way ghosts are portrayed in media. <laughs> Ghost visibility is very bad. Is because exactly. they're transparent. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, I can do a joke too. I did a funny. <laughs> and then, and then, I'm sorry, but I represent the Council of Ghost Visibility, and I don't like the way we are portrayed exactly. because we're often portrayed as two dimensional. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am, you're literally two dimensional. You have no mass. <laughs> Um, what do you mean we have no mass? Like, ghosts can be plus size too. Like, <laughs> Every ghost is beautiful. That would be such a good, That could be a good bit. I am. Like, you know, know, poking fun because obviously I believe in the visibility of minorities yeah. and so on. But, but it's also, it does sometimes go. Well, you know, the, the, there's several jokes about how uh, there are several supernatural things that are better portrayed. I mean, they have way more representation in media than certain minorities. You know, it's like. There's we, more werewolves than Asians, that kind of thing. Yeah, basically, and there, the, the, we had we had uh, we had like ten mermaids in the movies before we, we had like an actual black person. In the I'm movie. pretty sure if you looked at <laughs> Mexican telenovelas, like the undead have more representation than African Mexican people. Yeah, probably. Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure of it because they're like. Because every other novella has a ghost. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like yeah, like they will have like the, the mother coming in and t- talking to the father and saying it's okay for you to marry again, and then <laughs> you'll have undead people who have more visibility. But yeah, which is yeah. ironic. Here's the thing, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, because you don't believe in ghosts. This is nonsense to you. It's absolute rubbish. Yes, yes. Uh, and okay. When a, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, way long ago, a couple of year, German friends came here to, they stayed with at our apartment. At some point I mentioned him, like, mentioned to him, like, several ghost stories that I knew about town. Because I like telling ghost stories. I like, like ghost stories. Everyone loves a good story. Yeah. Everyone loves and a good story. And ghost stories are good. Exactly. And then, like, a week later, he told me, like, everyone I've spoken... Like, in in Germany, his friends, apparently, I don't know. But, like, his friends is like, we, we, you tell us ghosts, and we're like, right, ghosts. But, like... We here, have no time for your supernatural <laughs> element here. Like, we're too well, busy you know. keeping the trains on schedule. Exactly. Uh, also, it's just this whole, you know, like, you know, it would be really awkward. You're like, well, we have a lot of ghosts, but they're all Jewish. Anyway. Oh! <laughs> Don't you hate it when a ghost comes in Friday night and starts putting out candles and celebrating the Shabbat? Anywho, so what he told me is like everyone he met in Mexico had a ghost story, but a, like a personal ghost story. Oh, yes. Like a this happened to me ghost story. And if it wasn't a ghost story, like even... Like, even the more skeptical people we have, like, like there was, like, I don't believe in ghosts, but there was this one time yes. that I was at yes. my grandmother's place and something strange happened. Do you have a story like this? Do I have a story? I have several stories. But, like, like a personal? I, yes. Tell us. Just, okay. Just, uh, uh, we've established that I don't believe in this, but I'm not an arsehole either. Like, I will not, like, just go on. Tell okay. us your story. Tell us your story. Okay, okay, what? okay. Uh, well, the, like, my favorite ghost story that this, that this, like, this happened to me story, uh, we lived in, when we lived in La Jara, we lived in this really large house. Well, it's not super large. But it was only, only a seven bedroom house. Only you know, seven. We had, we had a white butler. Exactly. Uh, you know, like, yeah, seven bedrooms, but like, just one of them was a, was a sex dungeon. <laughs> 
You should have seen the size of the spa. It was only for eight people. It was practically a slum. Uh, exactly. It's just, uh, poor people. Anyway, so what happened there was, um, like, uh, so it helps for my ghost story, for ghost stories to happen to me that I'm definitely scared of the dark. Not so much anymore, but I used to be like, like, I... You know, really? super scared of dark. Like I, like, I was this kind of kid that would be... Like, I would turn on a light. Like, if I had to go from the living room to my room, which was seven bedrooms away, I had to, like, you know, turn on a light, turn off the other one, turn on a light, turn off the other one. Because you have this you thing... You're a kid, and it's Because normal. you have this thing where, like... Well, it happened when I was... Like, <laughs> I, I, I had to grow out of it, like, at a point where, like, this is just embarrassing, Martin. Stop. So, like, I... The the Nintendo Entertainment System was in the living room, and I liked to stay there for, you know, later than usual, uh, playing video games. And usually my, br- my brother, my older brother was there, but this one time, he wasn't. Uh, and I realized he wasn't there, like, too late, because I tried to, like, go to the bedroom alongside him to pretend that I wasn't scared. We're like, ooh, it's dark, but Let's it's Let's just walk together. And of course, my brother, who's four years older than me, is going to save me from the deathly from rage the yeah. that is going... Everybody knows that older <laughs> brothers, they repel the restless dead. Exactly. So I turn, so turn off everything, and I have to, and I, and I have to go. Uh, and this is... Um, so this is me... In, in, in the dark and everything. And, of course, this is me being, uh, what's, you know, like, when you're, when you're... A coward. Scaring yourself. A coward? A coward, No, exactly. no, what are you saying? Like, so you're, you're... Self-suggesting. Oh, you're self Yeah, okay, but, yeah. Okay. okay. You're, you're predisposing yourself to the... Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, of course, so, turn off everything. And this was one of the times where I was like, I don't need to turn off turn on a light I can just go to my room and everything is going to happen exactly my dad has told me oftentimes ghosts don't exist and why would my father lie to me because I was also stupid that way too yes (laughs) so um, so I turn off everything and look at the garden big garden huge avocado trees in the garden and I see someone in the garden and I'm like, there's no one in the garden because obviously, like, why would there be anyone in the garden? Uh, it's probably just like a shade or like a shadow or something because a shade would be actually horrible thing to see. Uh, a shade. Yeah. Uh, shade being, you know, like, a, like sort of, sort of like a dark ghost, I guess. Uh, so I see it and I got it in my head that it, like, if I just keep on staring at it, it's gonna, I'm gonna finally like, see what it actually is like the tree trunk or whatever so I, I get it in my head that that is what's happening and as I was doing that I saw it like glide towards me and I immediately like ran out of the room and that's what happened was it a man or a woman? it was a man it was a man how was he dressed? and tell us in this doll where did he touch you? he didn't touch me okay. sadly enough because I didn't get into ghost yeah. kings until way later on right um, like I didn't get into Ghost Kings until I was like what? Okay, seven? but was he dressed? He was dressed. He was dressed in like uh, dressed in like a gown, white gown. What I saw was a interesting dressed white gown, and that's what I was thinking. That is not a shadow because it's white. And the thing is, it's like turn around, glide toward, glided towards me, and then I dodged the hell out of there. 
Uh, Leaving my... a faint trail of brown behind. No, actually, I went... And here's the thing. I did not go to my room. I went to my parents' room. I went to the chapel. We had a chapel. As I said, <laughs> it was a small house. It wasn't a chapel. It was a natural... It was a whole church. What could be scarier than having a church or a chapel in your house? Well, I grew up very Catholic. I would have felt quite safe. Because it's hallowed ground. I don't know. A chapel is hallowed ground. Like every single scary movie like I've seen, if you it follow, happens around. Yeah, but if you follow, like that's that's something that scary movies. I, I don't like. I don't quite get it because they go the ghosts, you know, the supernatural. But then they don't respect the rules of the supernatural. The idea was <laughs> it's true. Like when I was growing up, a very very faithful Catholic, the first thing they told me was God beats everything in, oh, that's the, in true. the Pokemon of the universe. God and prayer, God is light and God is power and there is nothing that could protect you more than prayer yeah. and spirituality and, you know, when you're lighting a candle for your grandmother who's dead or something, that is good things. Like, you're filling the house with the, the power of good. And it's something like when you see a ghost story and ghosts are haunting a, a, a very chapel... Catholic family. Or a, no, or a chapel or a cathedral or something. It's like, that goes against... Like, Catholicism 101, because it's hallowed ground, it's literally the house of God. Nothing bad can come through. That's what they teach you. Yes. Like, oh, the only thing bad that can come through are mortals who are sinners, and they go there to be cleansed, to be... You know, so it's kind of like whenever... A holy water bath. No, and I, I remember actually praying myself to sleep whenever I would get scared by a nightmare or something. I would pray. I would bring out my rosary because I kept my rosary nearby. Really? Yes, yes, of course. And it actually made me feel wow. quite good. I mean, it, 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 it does... Also, I prayed it in Latin and you sound so epic. It sounds so epic. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah, like no. you're doing a spell. I mean, if, I, if I'm a ghost and I hear someone praying in Latin, I'm like, oh, that's the final boss of this house. I'm, I'm sorry. right I'm off. Fine. Like, this be like I would I would like w- not walk out because I'm a ghost. I would glide out and be like, they're speaking Latin in this house, and the other ghost would be like, fuck. This guy's gonna <laughs> constant in me, just like, like fuck. No, but yeah, like it's. I remember. Do you have a ghost story? I don't. There, I literally have never ever seen something that couldn't have been explained by something more logical or like. Look, because I have. Anxiety, and I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I know the power that the brain and the, the emotions can have on your senses. When I'm having a panic attack, I feel chest pains. I feel it's like very, very often people discover they have anxiety um, disorder because they go into the the ER believing that they're having a heart attack because that's very often how it feels like oh, wow. you're sweating and you get the chest pains and you you're you have um what they call tunnel vision so basically your vision closes and you can only see what's right in front of you things go out of focus you're trembling it's a very 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 real thing it's not imaginary you it's actually happening to you it's physiological so if someone 30 years ago let's say 300 years ago were having a panic attack people would think possession yes totally naturally because it's a thing that is actually happening to you and you're just out of control and you're screaming. Sometimes, some people are screamers. I'm not a screamer myself, but it's a, it's a very powerful thing. So I know that the brain can actually play these tricks on you. Yeah. So when, and, I, when, I, when I was diagnosed, I was, this was just more evidence to support the fact that it's very possible to see and hear things that are not actually there. Yeah. And... I tie that to the fact that my parents never, never, ever encouraged any kind of supernatural belief in the house. They didn't 
they weren't violent about it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the thing of a devil. No, they, they weren't like that at all. It was just like, if something fell for no reason, I would tell my dad, something fell in the kitchen. And my dad was like, yeah, gravity. Things fall. It's literally, we are all falling all the time. Well, and yeah, that's a diff- way different thing. Because I think like a lot of Mexican families will actually, like for example, after my grandfather died, uh, every single house of my other aunts and uncles, my, my mom had uh, two sisters and two brothers, every other house got haunted by yes. my grandfather. And my mom, <clears throat> my mom's not an atheist, but she's not religious either. Um, she's more of an atheist now, actually. Um, and when, when, you know, like my, my aunts would tell her like, oh, and I felt his presence, whatever. She would say like, well, I mean, she wouldn't be dismissive of it, but she's like, well, of course you're, you're hurting and you want to feel him. And and of course, like, it will be like, I was like going through his stuff and I felt his presence. I was like, well, well, you were going through his stuff, you know, like. Uh, and my, again, she wouldn't. She would try to not be too dismissive about it, but she would. She would not uh, play along with the thing. Yeah. And for me, in my house, and I think that's kind of the thing. My dad, like, we, we never had like ghost things in our house. Like, and I remember that every time something like soup, quote unquote, supernatural would come up, <coughs> like because of a friend or whatever, my dad would joke about it, yeah. um, and that helped a lot. Except when it was dark and he was not there. <laughs> no, but it's it's the thing that if the idea is implanted, we, we as as humans, we it's very it's perfectly possible for someone if you if you get encouraged to believe in something, it will start to become real. Like Santa Claus, if they if like I believed in Santa Claus, the motherfucker was real. He came to my house, he brought me gifts, and I was just absolutely... And that's all the evidence you needed. And that's all the evidence, and it was actual evidence. Here are the gifts. I asked for the gifts, and my parents would do this very interesting sleight of hand thing, where they would actually, like, it would happen... They would hire a fat man. Not exactly. We would never see him, but it was this thing of, they would arrange for us both to leave the house for about 30 seconds, and they would have everything (laughs) hidden just out of sight. Yes. So that when we came back into the house... The house was full of these packages and, and decorations that were not there before. And they would later tell us that they were scrambling to get everything ready. <laughs> but it was, for a, for a seven-year-old or eight-year-old, nice. it was incredible. Because it was like, there is no way my parents are Santa Claus. And when someone taught me, told me, because obviously there's always the asshole. who's like, there's Santa always, is not real. Yeah. And when the, the asshole told me, Alvaro Monteforte, I remember you, you cunt. You told me that Santa's not real. I would like, of course he is. I've seen evidence. There is no way my parents can move that fast. And they would arrange things so that it was an actual magic trick. So we would leave the house like, can you go outside to get some lemons from the tree? Whatever it is that they would say. And we went and we came back and suddenly, and they were like, Santa was just here. Santa was just here. And, and he it said took you him, were bad it took him, No, it took him less than 30 seconds to do all these things to the house. And the lights that were already wow. there, but they were hidden, yeah. they would remove the blankets and whatever it is that was covering them. And suddenly the house was like Christmas town. Wow. And it was amazing. And the, the, the cookies were bitten. Everything was done. And that's so much nicer than having, you know, the terrible ghost story of the, of the house. Because like a lot Absolutely. of ghost stories are just like, why would you tell this? Like, um, I mean, I remember I, I was afraid of the dark and I also, I mean, it, it comes with the fact that I, 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 I liked scary stories. Do you know these books uh, that are just, that were just in, turned into a movie, scary stories to tell in the dark? I've never, no. Okay. Uh, I, 
both loved and hated those books because they were... Here's the thing, for example, for me with horror movies, the idea of the horror movie is usually way worse for my imagination than the actual horror movie. Like, usually when I see a horror trailer and it's like an idea that I, that I find completely horrifying, I will go to the to Wikipedia and re- read the whole plot of the movie and I'll be like, okay, You'll be prepared fine. for it. Exactly. Um, and it, and he says, the thing is, I, 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 like, I, since, since I like the idea and I start, my brain just, you know, latches on to the, to the thing. And, and it's like Freddy Krueger, that's such a dumb, uh, concept. I, like, if a, if a dream person would come and murder me, it would be like this. And then, then my brain goes like, Martin, I hope you didn't have plans to sleep tonight because, because your brain is capable of doing that. Yes. So that's the thing. If you grow up in an environment where, you know, because I've had friends who tell me like, oh yeah, like one time a cup fell just without anyone in the kitchen and my parents would go, that's probably your grandmother. Well, that's <laughs> They would seriously say this. Of yes. course you're going to grow, grow up believing that these things can happen. And it's such a strange thing. Just as I grew up believing that I had nothing to fear because I've got... Jesus on my side. I've got like you do. the Father, and I would pray the three things that would summon because that's essentially what a prayer is. A prayer is a spell. <laughs> yes, a prayer is basically is. a summoning spell of I am invoking the protection of, and there's one for the Father, which is the Our Father. There's one for Mary, which is the Hail Mary, and then there's the one for Jesus, which is the Credo. And I would say the three things in Latin, and I was basically just that scene in the last Harry Potter film where they start putting all the protective yeah. charms around the castle, and they would like protego something or other, and so on. I would literally feel this bubble of nothing the world can throw at me that is evil can now enter yeah. because I've cast this thing, which is terribly mistaken as well. Some things will go through the bubble, and eventually you realize yeah. that thing, evil things will happen, even if you're protected. I'm by not them. even evil, just bad. Just yeah. bad things. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, and I think that's a lot of, one of the reasons why a lot of people became Wicca. Um, it was this thing where you felt, because the prayer sort of became this thing you just, like, you kind of become uh, disconnected from the prayer. You're like, yeah. oh, sure, whatever. And in Wicca, especially with, like, all these spells, like, protection spells, you take the photo and you do this thing. So it was something more physical that you were doing to the, yeah. um, to an object, so... It felt like you were doing something. Yes. I remember that at one time when I started being a witch and I started uh, going online to witchy uh, message boards. Like, sometimes I'll be like, there's this person in this place who needs a protection spell. So we need to triangulate, like, three people so that he would be in the... In the Bit, like in the somewhere in the middle of that triangle, and it feels so, great. It feels amazing. amazing. It feels amazing. You're doing a thing, and I was, I loved doing the thing, and I loved keeping my rosary nearby and just having the thing of I am casting a protective spell around myself. Nothing can happen, but because I grew up believing that that was true. So here's like the two sides of the coin: parents who will like will create an environment where... And I'm not saying that I'm better than people who believe in ghosts because I believed in magic in the end. I was believing in the magic of God when I was young. It was just that whenever I would go to my father and I remember the first time I saw um, The NeverEnding Story and I saw the the wolf guy... Gamora. I had a recurring nightmare that this guy was in my closet and he would... 
and I would see him. I would genuinely well, that's physically. Kinky. No. <laughs> no, it was horrifying. And I would go to my father's bedroom, and he and I was like, "He's in my closet," and he's like, "No, he's not." No, he really isn't. And he would take me by the hand and we would go to the bedroom and he would open the closet and it's like, he is not here. Yeah. And then he would like remove the clothes from the closet so as to not generate any shadows. And he would leave the light on as like, you're going to sleep tonight with the light on just so that you see that there is nothing there. Nothing can come through the closet. He would be like, it's rubbish. It's nonsense. These things cannot happen. And lo and behold, I grew up believing that these things are not real. So whenever someone... and But then comes the awkward part because because you are a ghost no because I'm a ghost because I was a ghost all along no my life directed by M. M. Night Shyamalan just like yeah M. M. Night um, like this whole podcast would just be me talking to myself and people going like why is Martin uploading this thing where he it's it's the fight club and sixth sense crossover that everyone was waiting for no but the thing is, in Mexico, a lot of people genuinely believe in this. And some of them yes. believe it in a positive way. Like, my grandmother is watching over me. And my grandmother is doing... And I have a joke about this. Yes, you do. Because what... A really good joke about it. And too. that joke comes from a genuine, genuine experience where I was sitting at a lunch with my parents and this friend of my parents. And this friend of my parents, all of a sudden, just breaks into this, this thing of her seeing her grandmother, her dead grandmother. And this was a woman who was probably about like 60, 65. And I was about 15, 17 at the time. And I, when she started saying these things, I, because I was a teenager and I had no filter, I told her, you do realize that's not real. Your grandmother didn't come to you. This is false. My sister was there. And I was like kind of protective of her as well, because my sister was always very, she was afraid of the dark and she was afraid of a lot of things. And I had this protective thing of, don't bring that bullshit into my table, lady. Like, who do you think you are? And my parents were really angry at me. And my parents were like, you can't say that to guests. And I'm like, but it's true. You told me this. This is what you taught me, that ghosts are not real. They're not coming. Like, if you want to talk to your grandmother, you do it the normal way, through prayer and Jesus. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's such a ridiculous thing that I would discard a mystical thought in favor of another mystical thought. Now, now these days, I don't believe in either of those things. Even, even so though, how do you talk to your grandma? I don't. She's dead. She can't hear me. <laughs> she's dead. Yes. There's nothing to it. She's gone. But... Um, these, even today, you will run into the person who says like, this house is being protected by my aunt. Or they will go the dark way and go, there's someone that was killed in this block and they haunt us. And And a part of me just wants to say, stop it. Just stop it. Grow up. It's not true. We can actually change because there are so many real dangers in the world that why do we have to make up? dangerous things when there's already so much because the ones that are made up don't actually do anything do you know but the thing is a lot of people do like do live in fear yes a lot of people live in fear of this and it took me a while to kind of hit the right balance of look these people have been believing this all their lives you're not going to convince them otherwise there is no way no no logic because mystical thought is logic proof exactly so you're not going to logic your way out of this and you're not going to they're not going to go back to their house going wow luis has changed my mind i've you know i, I will not believe in the mystic in the mystic and the supernatural and the the undead anymore mm-hmm. but it does get to the point where it's ridiculous where people will go like the joke i tell of someone telling me that their house is haunted a minute before i go to sleep this actually happened to me obviously i wasn't scared and they asked me the next day did you see something and i was like no did you hear something 
No. Like, it's nothing. It doesn't happen. And then... You were like, I heard some loud plops in the room. I heard... Burn from your bullshit hitting the floor. That's it. That's what I heard. I heard the drip, drip, drip of bullshit falling from the ceiling just on top of me. Just like, so much bullshit. Just going... No. But then, you know, people will believe in this so much that if mm. you tell them that it's not real, people will actually be hurt. And they'll I mean, to this day, my aunt believes. My, my grandfather, I think I, I told you, my grandfather was totally anti-bedding, um, anti-casinos. Uh, oh, and I my, thought anti-bedding, as in we will have no duvets here. <laughs> no duvets here. No duvets in this no, house. No, anti-gambling. That gambling, was the word yeah. I was looking for. Um, it's and to this day, my aunt uh, says that when she does well in the casino, it's because my grandfather was with her. And my mom's like, that makes no sense. Why would he help you if he exactly he, was he spent his entire life telling you that gambling was bad? If he was there, he would make sure you lose everything. There is no well, maybe no, because my grandfather is a good person. That was, that's the other thing. He's this thing with, with ghosts. Like, usually you see, like, ghosts. Ooh, ghosts are being bad. And you think, I think that if there were actually ghosts around us, I think it would have better things to do than haunt us. Maybe. Or maybe it's their lives is just that boring. I don't know. Well, you know, the, I mean, their lives maybe, but, you know, like, you're in your afterlife. Like, you can just stay home and... And binge watch everything. Well, no, because you can't <laughs> touch the remote. Well, they can touch things. Did you see? Well, uh, yeah, they, they make things fall. So why yeah, wouldn't they exactly. be able to? Yeah, or or if they're haunting people, then why don't they do a better job of it? Because exactly. in my joke, what I'd say is, when the person told me that the house was haunted, what they said was. Um, that you'll feel a cold breeze coming from nowhere. And I do the whole acting of the ghost literally walking up to you and going, just like blowing in your neck. I'm laughing because because I, I know that joke and I love that joke. It's I, like, I love your, your, your great aunt came back from the dead just to go. Yeah. And it's the thing. If I, want to, if I became a ghost and I had the opportunity to haunt people, I wouldn't limit myself to blowing on their neck. I would just... Like, a lot on the wall. Stabbing. Yeah, I would stab people. I would do these I things. Stab and you would see... No, but surely, surely you would see headlines of people who are on TV, on live television, and then a knife just raises itself and just, you know, like, why don't you see that? And that's the thing. The ghost story only holds water when you avoid these really silly questions. A question that I ask in my stand-up is, why do ghosts have clothes? Because otherwise they'd be naked. No, they would be. But the thing is, the, the idea of a ghost is the spirit lives on beyond the body. Yes. Right? That's the basic concept. I think we can agree. It's the spirit of someone. For something to have a spirit, unless you're a Taoist or some, some oriental thing. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be insulting. <laughs> I don't mean to be, no. I, I saw the roulette of words on your brain going like, nonsense, stupid, like fake, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful to me, but I know that a lot of our, uh, people from the, the, the Eastern Japanese religions... Or, there's yeah, a lot of Japanese The ghosts. Eastern religions, they believe in animism, the idea that everything has a soul, so that the the chair has a soul, and the road has a soul, and the tree has a soul, like every, at the animism. Imagine sitting on a ghost chair, not knowing. And not knowing. It's like, this is comfy. <laughs> this is very, you know... This maybe is, not. Maybe it's like a really old chair, you know? Rickety. It's a, yeah, it's a rickety chair. And the way it haunts you, it's just by breaking. <laughs> humiliating you making you feel fat in the worst yeah making you feel fat on live TV no but the thing is the thing is 
Why do they have clothes? Why would a bra have an afterlife? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus did not die on the cross for your thong. Oh, That's what I say. That's what I say in my in my stand up. Why would a bra have an afterlife? But it does apparently, I and mean, it lives on on the body of this poor um, woman. And what if it was you a know bra- what, you what know if the, it was you a know the, bra? You know the phrase: if walls could talk, if brassiers had an afterlife. And imagine that the bra was a borrowed bra. So this woman lent her friend, who was kind of a skank, she lent her her favorite bra, and she died wearing that bra. So now that poor bra that has selfish to spend, bitch. That poor bra has to spend eternity on the breasts of a woman she does not like. I'm assuming the gender of the bra here. Maybe the bra is a he. Who knows? Maybe Who knows? it's two people. I don't know. <laughs> but now they have to spend. <laughs> Now they have to spend eternity cupping the breasts of a woman who is not their owner just because they happen to die on her. So if you start asking these questions, it all falls apart. Like, why? Gon Curiel had a great joke where, because of course, like the, the thing, like the canon of ghosts is you become a ghost of the wearing the clothes you were wearing when you died. Yes. And he's like, so like, imagine one of the one, one of those. Um, like here we have a pharmacy called. Oh Dr. my god, Doctor Simi, like similar doctor, which is um, what's the word? Um, it's a generic, generic. pharmaceuticals exactly. company, basically. So like outside, because they want to sell more medicines, generic medicines. They have like a guy dressed in the own like in the mascot in the mascot, yeah. which is like this fat doctor with a with a mustache. And they're just like dancing there. Like imagine him dying there and having to spend the rest of eternity. Why as didn't a ghost. I think of that? Well, you know that joke was already done. That so. is no, no, no. But why didn't I? Like it's one of those jokes. Like if I was already there. Yeah, you were like, so close. It was. I was so close. But obviously he did it before. Is, so it was uh, is there like a ghost movie that you like? Ah, uh, no. Like, uh, here's the thing. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do think that scary movies are very scary and I avoid them because it, yes. it's, it, they don't make me feel good. No. I, it, it make, they, no. And having anxiety is, is one of these things that if, whenever I've gone to the movies to see a ghost film, and this has happened maybe like three or four times in my life, I spend the entirety of the movie like with my fingers in my ears looking at my, at my lap. Yes. Like just like, no, 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 because even though... It's fictional. It's designed to scare you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be real. For and there's it to some really good directors and some photographers. Of are, some that... of them are really good. And horror films, especially the ones involving... No, actually, all kinds of horror films. I just can't deal with them. Like the, the, the gory ones and the non-gory ones. I remember I started seeing, because someone recommended The Babadook to me. It's an amazing movie. Because they said... Um, they said, you like psychological thrillers and it's kind of like a horror movie, but it's also a psychological thriller because it's about, uh, you know, this woman who is completely just burnt out because of having this really disturbed child. And I had to turn it off like 25 minutes in because it was just too much. It was like, yeah. I can't deal with the it's tension. It's Australian too. I it's Australian it. too. But I I think it's really well made and people who Again, enjoy there's it. there's so many things to kill you in Australia. Why would you add ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. The ghost is not a killer. Yeah, no. In the end, I, I, I read the Wikipedia thing. Because, <laughs> oh, I read the Wikipedia no, me thing too. because I wanted to, to see how it ended yeah. in a very safe space. So I put some Ella Fitzgerald. I lit up a fag. I read the whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in a safe space. Just it's fine I did the Latin I, the Latin 
Freya, and it was just fine. You think I can only watch uh, go well horror movies when I'm with other people? Like, right. like a, we 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 saw The Haunting of Hill House, mm. which is a good series. Um, no spoilers. Uh, I. And, and, and enjoyed it. And it, it's also like kind of fun to be scared because in the end, a ghost movie. When I'm with someone else, I it's a it's a safe space to be scared in because it's yes. like you know it gives you license to to exactly. be vulnerable in a way. And I see why people like them. Like, but for example, I like horror comedies. Yes, those I enjoy immensely. Like Zombieland. Oh my god, I could watch that. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is so funny. But I like the funny kind of horror thing. But the the true horror I like when it's not like the orphan and, and the thing, something. The it's like, nope. I just recently nope. saw a YouTube video um, by Renegade Cut called Christian Horror, uh, in which he said that nowadays a lot of uh, most of the horror genre takes the ghost as real. You know, like you have the whole paranormal, like paranormal phenomena. I forget what's the word. What's the, like, uh, but it's like this movie, which is just one camera, one shot. And it's like paranormal, par- yeah. paranormal. And, and like in the later movies, things have to be up in their game. Cause the first movie is like, Oh no, the chandelier moved a little bit. Yes. It's like, but in one of the later movies, there's a scene where this woman is like sitting in a kitchen. She's surrounded by cabinets. And at one point, like all of the cabinets fly I saw open. That one. I saw and, that Blades fly at her. And at this point, and then later it's like, maybe we have a ghost. It's like, woman, leave. You were in a kitchen and the entire kitchen, like, this is not, maybe we have a ghost. Yeah. And you, you have video evidence of this. This is... You should be rich exactly. by now. I was, I was watching that movie and I was like, that bitch is so stupid. Because you take that camera feed yeah. and you take it to Oprah no. Seriously, millionaire overnight. You're going to be so rich, and you get to buy. You're going to be able to pay the ghosts. You get to buy yourself a nice non-haunted house, like a house that has never been on a oh, no, in an Indian burial ground or whatever it is that you poltergeist do. reference. Nice. Poltergeist. But I, I didn't even know that was a poltergeist reference. It's become such a such a stock yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 the school is built on a blah blah blah. But yeah. my my Christian school uh, in Guadalajara before it was a Christian school, it was a hospital. So, of course, someone said, like, it was a mental hospital. And from that moment on, it was haunted forever. Um, but th- what I was saying is, like, before, like, like horror movies before, and this might, I don't know how real this is, but it said, like, we had a trend of, at the end, we realized that the ghost was fake. We realized that it was an actual killer and there was an actual uh, villain. And the villain was using several uh, tricks to oh, make really? people okay. think that there was a ghost, but in the end, there was an actual threat. I didn't know. And then, like, as of late, uh, as of late being, like, 20, 20 Do years. Do you think so? I don't know. What so, about the classics, like The Exorcist? It was actual Satan, right? That, yeah. That's the whole point of The Exorcist was... I think The Exorcist is actually another... Like a, it's like another a, demon? Another demon. Oh, like a Babylonian I, Because demon. I've never seen The Exorcist, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not... Yeah, no, I, I haven't... It's just going to scare me. But I thought that the whole premise of, of, of The Exorcist, and I may be completely wrong here, but I thought the whole premise was that The Exorcist gets called thinking it's a run-of-the-mill demon, and it turns out the girl is actually being possessed by... The, the main guy. Yeah. Well, you can correct us on the know. comments on Twitter or on Facebook. I guess we can just Google it right now. Also, I that's the thing that happened. Uh, no, I mean, spoil the exorcist to you. I mean, so finally, is, are, is there any good ghost story that you remember that you've been told? No, they're rubbish. They're all rubbish. They're, they're all like when, when people actually because I, I was drunk late at night. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always like, and there was no one there. It's just it was. It's always like. 
Um, they, they all say things like, uh, something fell, or I felt a breeze, or like a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, he says, uh, he's, he is visited by ghosts. And he says, like, for example, one time the TV turned itself on. And I was like, are you sure there wasn't a power outage? And the TV was on. And then the power came back. And everything was dark because it was night, so you didn't have anything else on but the TV. And then it turned it, and so it was like, no, 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 it really turned itself on because that, now there's no talking to him. Like, there's no dissuading him from this notion. He yeah. says also that one time a ghost, and this is true, grabbed his boob. Like, <laughs> yeah, like from behind. Like, he well, felt, you know, he, he says, he felt an arm just reaching from behind and grabbing him, like, by the chest. And I was like, okay, fine. Or, or, uh, some kind of cramp, some kind of muscle thing. Like, I've, I've slept on my foot. Or maybe you touch your own boob no, and you're I, blaming someone else, you I don't whore. No, but it's like, <laughs> why would you go for the weird explanation when, like, the, the mind plays tricks on you? It all the time. does it all the time. I hear things that are not there. I'm kind of, especially when you're in that point where you're kind of falling asleep, but you're not falling asleep yet. And I'll, I'll hear a voice. Yeah. saying something and something random it'll be something like oh there's 10 cents each like something like that. I was like my, beginner ghost my, yeah, my mind doesn't go oh my god my flat is being haunted by a salesman from Waldo's Mart like by a copy guy because that's the only thing that costs 10 cents in this country so not even and not even yeah but like uh, by bulk maybe uh, you know maybe he's just uh, no he's just like um, the again, Xerox ghost. I I don't I, I I don't want I I want to believe in ghosts. I don't. Um, I okay. Here is my other ghost. It's not a ghost story. It is a story that I like to tell to people that believe in ghosts. Because when you're t- trading ghost stories, you need to have a good one. You need to have a good one. You can't just be. That's why I'm the party pooper. Because like, have you got any ghost stories? No, because they're not real. Exactly. And then everyone just like... And, and, then, then, they'll say and then everyone's like, fine. I want to tell you something before you go into your story, because this is... Here's the thing. People want to believe in ghosts so much that they'll come up with these circular logic thing to protect the belief system. And I've had people genuinely tell me, the reason ghosts don't appear to you is because you don't believe in them. <laughs> and I'm like... What? Like, how is it that you can alter reality by believing in something or not believing in something? Like, I wish, it, like, you're telling me that if I stop believing in assholes, then I'm well, not going to run into assholes. That's the whole thing with the secret. That's the whole yeah. concept. You're, of yeah, this you're secret. altering reality by believing or not believing. Yeah. Now, everyone who believes in something supernatural, not only ghosts, but like the tarot cards and whatever, it's like, it doesn't work with you because you're too skeptical. And they're, they're telling me, like, I'm missing out yes. on something. And you know what? I'm not. You could be haunted right this moment. You're telling me. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me, like, but I want not. to believe in ghosts. I don't want to believe in ghosts. Like, I genuinely don't. I get. I the... don't want to believe in ghosts. Here's, here's the thing. I, 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 like, I like ghost stories. I like good ghost stories. And I like legends about ghosts. And I like, you know, this idea that, you know, maybe... I mean, there's a lot of... Le- like, I, I used to research legends in uh, junior high. And I just, there's so many legends that are just like, and this place was haunted forever. I like good ghosts more than I like bad ghosts. I like ghosts that help people. Uh, so you've never, I've never seen a movie about that except Casper. Uh, the, the friendly sixth sense. The sixth. Okay, right. 
And yeah, also Casper. Yeah, okay, he's a ghost. No, there's several, there's several, there's several sto- stories where like you, it, they end up realizing that the ghost was there to help them the whole time. Like, and there was an actual bad person that was wanted to do something bad, and then okay. like, the ghost. And then, and then, but if you don't, if you don't see a little horror, you don't see these stories because that's usually where, where it I is. I like it. I like how you're such an optimist that not only do you expect the most, of, like the best of people, you I also expect <laughs> the best, the best of the undead. Like. <laughs> You're like, of I believe there is some good in every ghost. Like, yes. everything. I believe ghosts are and fundamentally which is, good. Which is, a, which is a great segue to my ghost story, which is a two-parter, actually. Uh, because, the, because, you know, if you, if you over, if you over, uh, if you over decorate, it's false. Uh, so, um, and these are just tiny things. And it's a, it's a nice belief that I have that maybe there's someone watching over me. But like one time, again, there's two stories. The first time, it, I, and it's happened a couple of times where I am parking my car and I here in Mexico, I don't know if it happens in the US too, but the people that help you park your car, when they tell you like, that's enough, you they tap your car twice. Yes. And it's happened to me and it happened with my ex-boyfriend in the car that I heard the double tap and I stopped and I got out of the car and I was like this close to hitting the next car. And I'm like, look, I parked perfectly. And my boyfriend was like, did you hear the double tap? I'm like, yeah, I did hear the double tap. And he's like, do you want to talk about it? I was like, I'd rather not. You know, if there's a friendly, you know, parking because assistance there was post, no one there. There was no one there. There was there no was one in there. There was someone there and he just... I mean, logically there had there had to be. And then he just left because he is a vigilante of parking or spaces. Or you were just conditioned to hearing that and you imagined that you heard it. Maybe. Maybe it's happened so many times. It's like, <laughs> Maybe I'm included this close. It's, like when, you drive, it's like when you drive yourself home. When you're yes. driving and you're not thinking about where you're going and you just, your muscle memory doesn't Yeah, at some point you like come back to yourself you and you're like, that, oh, oh crap. I've made it home and I wasn't even thinking about yeah. it. Especially when you move to a new place and then it turns out you no longer need Google Maps to take you. You just did it on your own. And that is witchcraft. You could interpret it as witchcraft, witchcraft, or you can interpret it as the brain can be, <laughs> can be trained into, like, you know, like, yeah. you have, no, a, totally, cat. Totally, totally, you have totally. a cat. Surely totally. when you open a tin of cat food, the cat is already salivating. And this is another thing with, I love having a cat, but because also a, a belief I'm carrying over from when I was young. From Egypt. The, from, from Egypt, from too, is Egyptians. that if my cat is in the room... And have a tiny apartment, so I consider any room to be the room. I am safe from anything bad coming into the apartment. <laughs> oh, that's, that's supernatural. That supernatural. Only, yeah, because that's supernatural. Not only I know my cat won't protect me. I do lock I my like door that. because I, because I, I don't. Think that can be a joke because it's like <laughs> when so I want to write that because I love how you say if my cat is in the room, nothing bad can happen to me. And I was like, that shows such a poor understanding of how cats work. <laughs> a dog, maybe yes. like a dog. If I no, have you a, need the cat for the supernatural and you know for the fake things and the dog for the actual a big dog because like a chihuahua what's gonna do okay so the other so the other story is like i was walking out i was walking out of the subway uh in near my house and i you know the subway near my house in order to get out of the place where where the entrance is in um you need to go through this like marketplace (coughs) at night is dark and there's people there waiting to mug people so i was walking through there and two guys walked out and I had everything on me. Like, I had my tablet, I had my phone, I had my laptop. I had, you know, like, I had everything on me. And, I, like, a new jacket, everything, you know. I was just like, oh, crap, this is not this a is good thing. This is when it happens, yeah. So I saw them, and I started walking back, because so I'm like, I'm running. And then I tripped. 
because there was a thing there and I tripped. And I'm like, well, this is it. This is fucking it. These people are here. I'm just going to give them my stuff and this is what happened because I don't want them to hurt me. So I'm just, I was like in the process of being like, okay, I'm going to give you my phone. And then they just looked up and ran away. And so I'm thinking, okay, so the cops are behind me. He's, there's no other logical thing that's happening right now than the cops are behind me. Right. And then I looked around and there was no one behind me. And so I stood up, I walked briskly away and I have no explanation. I mean, again, it probably like a, like a cop car drove by and by the time I, I turned around, I didn't see it. And also like I was being mugged. So I wasn't like completely in my, you know, I wasn't like, Ooh, everything makes sense right now. Um, so I, but I don't have an explanation for that. And you know, it's nice to believe that even though more logically speaking, it must've been the cops. It's nice to believe that maybe there was like a, a friendly ghost person behind me going, no, do not mug this specific person. This it, good person. This nice, funny person. Maybe he was, it was a show that, a ghost that wasn't a show. And he was like, you know, you made me laugh. So like, I'm going to have you. <laughs> and you were just saying, why do ghosts don't do better things with their afterlife? Well, I think... Your show. I think going you to think my show... You think a lot of I yourself. think going... Well, hey, I, I, I'm riding this self-steam they wave could be, until it crashes into another wave of depression. They could be seeing <laughs> Dave Chappelle, but no. Well, you know, at some point you're going to, you know, like maybe... You're going to run out of comedy. Maybe he likes bad comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like... I would like to end on that note. I just like want to tell you that even though you don't believe in ghosts... I don't. Ghosts believe in you. (laughs) Ghosts believe you can do it. Ghosts will be there to support you. Maybe I prayed so well when I was young that I've... You ghost proof. I've I've got this... (laughs) This... incredible aura of protection I like that idea because nothing beats God like when you really believe in it it really I I swear to God I felt the light just emanating from my words and I was just like casting this circle in most RPGs holy will fuck everything I was I was a white wizard I was a white wizard just like casting circle of protection the best wizard to be Luis casts our father (laughs) Oh but the God. advanced version of Paternostrum. If I could draw. If I could draw. Anyway, um, so before we leave, uh, what's your recommendation for the week? Um, my recommendation is I've recently seen... Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I saw it again because I think it's amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it already, everyone has seen it. But, um, I, well, okay. I want to talk about the, the movie that everyone's talking about, which is Joker. The Joker. The Joker. Everyone's did you watch it? I did. Did you like it? Last Friday. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil a lot. It's also a new movie, so she didn't spoil it anyway. Okay, so, um, fuck. I like how that movie does not indulge in fan service. It's it's very much its own thing. Because comic book movies, even though I am a huge comic book geek, um... It, a lot of it seems to be for the benefit of the comic book geek, who's like, oh, that background character is that guy, that blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, oh, there's they, a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of Easter eggs, and they kind of take over the story at some point. So it's all either a joke that references three movies ago. It's, uh, yeah, especially now there's like, not only are you referencing comics, you're referencing movies. Exactly. But... And the DC movies that I saw recently, they were all 
rubbish. They were terrible. I saw Suicide Squad and it was awful. And I like the Suicide Squad uh, comic books. And that was terrible. And I saw um, Aquaman and it was awful. And I, I think I stopped. I remember uh, Batman vs. Superman was just ridiculous. I hated it. And then this movie, it takes... Kind of like, it does kind of like what Netflix did when in the middle of the MCU, they decided to go for the small stories. So they told yeah. Jessica Jones, which is just Agreed. a story about a single character. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there, but it's really a story about a woman coming to terms with whatever. And, you know, so yeah. don't, don't want to spoil that either. But it felt smaller and I like how small it felt. It oh. didn't feel like a huge thing. It was character driven. It talks about many things, including mental illness, which I think a lot of people should uh, talk about. So it brings the whole idea of um, mm -hmm. what, what would a realistic origin story be for this character? Mm -hmm. And I recently read that it w they do not want to make a sequel. It is not an opening for something else. Like, um, yeah, it's not. You, it's not building a universe. Maybe they will eventually because money, but yeah. it has been conceived as the smaller thing, which is just looking at this man. I love the Joker as a character. I love it. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is absolutely brilliant in it. I think he's, you know, I, uh, the movie itself has got some flaws. I give it a solid nine yeah. uh, out of ten. But I, <laughs> I like how different it felt from all the other the other comic book uh, films that I've seen lately because it feels small. That's why I want to watch it because I feel that it's tight. I, I think that a, a, a huge misfire for superhero movies is that they kind of settled in a aesthetic and a formula yeah. and sort of breaking. And I, I I I think it had to be someone not from the Marvel. Uh, franchise that was going to do it, um, and I'm glad that people are enjoying the movie. Like I want people to enjoy the movie, and I want to, I want to spoil one thing. It's not a big spoiler. It's not a big spoiler. It's a very minor one. It doesn't even talk about the story. I like the idea that you don't even have that many action sequences. Okay, there's like two times that the, or three, like a handful of short, like no. and short. I mean, 15 second sequences where there is violence but most of the time it's just him thinking and doing things and dealing with things and finding out things and I like how you know you're bringing people who are used to the comic book movies bringing them to see a character driven very slow paced it's a very slow paced movie but it's not boring okay And I like it. I like, I like, I like the idea of an audience who is used to a certain kind of aesthetic and a certain kind of progression in a movie to go see something that is a bit more subdued and understated. Even, even talking about a character who is pretty much the opposite of subdued and understated. I yeah. think it was very well handled and I think it's a very good movie. I don't like the idea that everyone seems to feel entitled to posting their reviews online because who gives a fuck about what you think? But your friends might. Well, do they? I don't Do they even? I mean, I, I've been. Who am I? No one. And what do I want? Something. See, that's the problem. <laughs> anyway, you're Anywho, um, I'm recommending. Uh, I was going to recommend something else, but if you do like the supernatural uh, good ghost story, there's this um, 
webcomic, which isn't about that, it's about a lot of things. It's call, called Wildlife, but wild as in the Oscar Wilde uh, last name. Right. The main character is actually called Oscar Wilde, and he also happens to be a writer. Uh, but it's like a really cute uh, webcomic. You can find it at, I think, at wildlife.com. Um, it's written by... Uh, by a woman whose name I forget right now. She she uses a rabbit as her avatar, and she used to draw another webcomic that I liked called Zap, which was a space opera. And now she's doing this, and it's a really nice story about this really like little town in the middle of nowhere U.S. And there's witches, and there's werewolves, and there's ghosts, and there's a talking bear, and there are spiders that will protect you from bad things. So, if you like the whole supernatural th- thing, but with a twist, I, I, you know, sort of like, it's both slice of life and supernatural. So, if you like that shit, you're probably going to like, again, wildlife, wild with an E at the end. So, that was my recommendation. So, where can they follow you on social media? You guys can follow me at Mr. Drama on all social media. And where can they follow you? They, you can find me, Martin Leon, on Facebook, Mint on uh, Rel, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're Mexicans Pod on Twitter, Mexicans Podcast on Facebook. And I think that's it. Thank you for stopping by. And I hope you can this week, because we can't. We just can't. <laughs> we couldn't. It couldn't come. I couldn't can today. Why is the past tense of can't not cunt? <laughs> because that is your present. Oh, okay. Oh.